Mile High Podcast Reviews. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Mile High Podcast Review, coming to you from the Smoke Shack here in Denver, Colorado. Hope you guys are having a safe start to the weekend. It is absolutely gorgeous out here in Denver. It's January 25th, and it's 50 degrees outside, so beautiful weather. Not a drop of snow the entire month. Crazy, which is crazy for Denver. So uh, another thing I hope is that you guys had a chance to go back to our season premiere of the Mahai podcast last week. Uh, absolutely great show. Uh, we had special guest Hollywood Tony P, who's a respected director, uh, animator, um, writer, puppeteer, wrestling manager. I mean, that dude does a bunch of shit. He had uh, his own podcast network where James, Chris, Law, Mike Santori, and I all came from. So he's definitely a very creative dude, uh, very funny, and uh, we really enjoyed having him on last week. So special shout out to Hollywood Tony P. Thanks for coming on, uh, and you're welcome anytime. Um, next, tomorrow, uh, we are going to be dropping another episode of The Dive Bar. Uh, Chris Pace and I did a deep dive into Quentin Tarantino, which is a lot dirtier than I meant it. But uh, it was fun to go and, and research a little bit about the director who... I really love and respect and love all his work uh, in Quentin Tarantino. I know Chris does as well. Uh, the topic actually came from Chris. And so uh, it'll be fun for us to talk about Quentin Tarantino's uh, importance on pop culture. Um, I definitely think he is, uh, for as acclaimed as he is and for as many awards, I still think he's kind of an underrated director. So it'll be fun to talk about that tomorrow on the Dive Bar. So Wherever you listen to the Mile High Podcast network of shows, uh, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on YouTube, whether it is on SoundCloud or soon uh, coming on Patreon, uh, please give uh, the Dive Bar a good listen. Uh, we did a cool episode of The Goonies uh, about a month ago. Uh, Chris has been killing it. Chris uh, Law has been killing it with his Nerd Corner uh, we have a bunch of review shows on our network, a bunch of Mile High podcasts. So if you get a chance, go back to some of the old shows and te- uh, check it out. Um, we are all amateurs here, obviously, um, but we are taking this very seriously. We're building studios. We're learning about our craft. So hopefully you guys will uh, stick with us through some of the experimental episodes of Season 1. Um, as we take season two to a whole different level. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, so this is a Mahai podcast review show. Uh, you're actually going to get two this weekend. James and Chris both watched Picard. And I asked James how it is. And he's a big Star Trek buff. And he said that it was really good. So uh, he's going to drop a reviews a show of the first episode of Picard. And... I actually wanted to go a little bit of a different route with my review show. Um, I am a huge true crime nerd. Uh, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, um, more than is healthy, I would think. Um, I might have some sort of psychological problem because I know so much about serial killers and true crime. It's kind of unnerving. Um 
But uh, Netflix has been doing a really great job with investing in documentaries, uh, especially true crime documentaries. And they dropped a couple recently, which were really pretty good. Uh, Both of them were well-made. Both of them were insightful and well-researched. And neither of them left you with a very good feeling after you're done watching it. In fact, you just kind of wanted to take a shower. So... Uh, I'm going to dive into a couple of those Netflix documentaries, um, but I do want to give a quick review of Dracula, which dropped on Netflix a few weeks ago uh, by the BBC, so I'll uh, wrap up the show with my review on Dracula, as if you guys really wanted to know my take on this vampire mythos. So, tonight, let's talk about some true crime docs. Uh, The first one I wanted to review was one that actually Nancy Wilson from the Mile High Podcast turned me on to. Uh, She talked about a documentary that she watched maybe uh, an hour of, and it's called Don't Fuck With Cats. Uh, Really, uh, I had never heard the story uh, that the the Don't Fuck With Cats documentary is based off of, uh, but after watching this documentary, I know just about everything. Like I said, I'm a true crime nerd. So, in 2010, this dude posts a video online of him sticking two little kittens into a, a vacuum bag, and then he proceeded to vacuum out all the air and suffocate the cats. And then he posted it online, and people lost their fucking mind. So much so that a group, a Facebook group, um, called... I have to, my, my fucking chicken scratch writing is so bad. Um, just a group of internet sleuths got together and were trying to figure out who the fuck this guy was that, was, that killed these cats. And they eventually found this guy named Luca Magnata, who is from, like, a small town in the Midwest uh, of Canada. Uh, This is a Canadian story. Uh, He grew up in a small town in Canada, and he wanted nothing but uh, to be famous. And what he ended up doing was creating this whole fake life and fake identity that uh, played into him uh, seeking out fame any way he could, even if it's infamy. Uh, another, about maybe a, a year or so after he suffocated a cat, um, he put up another video online where he fed a kitten to a python. Uh, he drowned another kitten. So at the same time, this internet group is trying to figure out who the fuck this guy is. Um, all they're doing is, you know, they have a hunch as this Luca Magnata, but the cops don't believe him. Um, but they start harassing this guy. Um, they start like tracking him down, following his every move. Um, he in turn starts tracking down the internet sleuths, like going so far as this guy went to uh, the casino where one of the internet people were was working at, and like followed him around. So I mean, this is like this crazy back and forth. Um, these internet sleuths trying to figure out who the fuck this guy is, where he is at. I'm trying to stop him from doing it again. This other guy is pulling him along, stringing him along, um, and then it all kind of culminates in this guy bringing home a guy that he met on Tinder, and he fucking murders this guy 
on video and post it on the internet. And so now this guy has gone from killing cats, which is a pretty, <coughs> excuse me, a pretty, um, I'd say a trait of serial killers is they usually start with animal mutilations. And once you get to know this Luca Magnata motherfucker, you find out that this guy is definitely on track to become a serial killer. But luckily, these internet sleuths help um, track him down a little bit. Like, they were helping the police as much as they can, but the police uh, honed in on him on their own. And they finally tracked this guy down. He had skipped the country in Canada. He had flown all the way to Europe and um, took trains around Europe trying to get away from the cops who were looking at him for murder. Uh, and he's finally arrested in Germany. Sent back to Canada, tried and convicted, and sentenced to life in prison. Uh, but if this guy had not been caught, he definitely would have been a Canadian serial killer for sure. Uh, so just so you know, I have my Coke Zero here. I have my uh, pre-roll joint of Bubba Fett from uh, the lot folks at Lightshade. So if you hear this delicious sound of me opening up a bottle of soda... You know what I'm going for. So, Don't Fuck Her Cats was a really interesting story. Um, but you just felt bad. Like, they showed way too much of the cat torture. I mean, I love cats. I have a big fat cat at home. Uh, his name's Cheeto, and I'm sure I've put a picture up of him before. But if not, go and take a look at him. I, I love my cat. So, the rule of thumb on the internet is... You can pretty much do anything, but just don't fuck with cats. And this guy broke the, the golden rule of fucking with cats. Uh, but this guy definitely had some sort of uh, mental illness. Some definitely a, a, He was definitely a sociopath. Uh, he was definitely going to become a serial killer. He dismembered his victim uh, with like no thought or care. Um, he made up uh, like all sorts of... He, I think he made up like 50 different fake accounts. That were um, like talking to himself on Facebook. I mean, definitely this dude had uh, a screws for sure. Um, so thankfully he was caught, convicted, and he'll never see the light of day again. But so don't fuck with cats. If you're a true crime nerd, definitely a worth a watch for you. But um, just know that there is cat torture in there, and there's talk about dismemberment and. All the real nasty shit they could possibly think of. Um, so definitely beware. Don't let your kids watch this one for sure. Uh, but definitely watch it. So the next documentary I want to talk about is a movie about Aaron Hernandez. It's called The Mind of Aaron Hernandez, directed by Gino McDermott. Um, if you don't know who Aaron Hernandez is, he was a star tight end for the New England Patriots. And when I say he was a star tight end for the New England Patriots, um, he was every bit as good as Rob Gronkowski was. Um, it, he came from the University of Florida where he played with Tim Tebow. His dad was a former professional. I mean, this guy was super gifted. Um, he was signed to a $40 million contract after... His rookie contract ended, so uh, he had a big mansion, he had a beautiful fiancé, a, a 
brand new baby. Um, and then one day, I and I remember this pretty clear because I was I really into sports. I used to be really be into sports. And one day he was arrested because he was connected to a murder in 2000 and I think it was 2010 as well. The same day as the same time as the the fucking uh, don't fuck with cats guy. So uh, Aaron Hernandez is connected to the murder of one of his friends named Odin Lloyd, who and Odin Lloyd was. Uh, the boyfriend of his fiance's sister. Um, they would hang out, smoke a bunch of weed together. Um, Aaron Hernandez was just living a really luxurious life. He's living a really wealthy life. Um, the New England Patriots got him uh, a secret apartment for him to go and hang out and smoke weed at. Um, he was, like I said, to sign a $40 million contract. He had all sorts of, of friends but the friends that he decided to hang out with were fucking nothing but gangbangers and drug dealers. So uh, he started to surround himself with these people that are not the best influence on him. And one day, a jogger comes across this murdered body in his gravel pit in, uh, it was somewhere in Connecticut. I think that's where uh, Aaron Hearn is. But this guy came across his dead body and... Quickly, the the police were able to link it to Aaron Hernandez in some form or fashion. And what you find out is that Aaron Hernandez is a maybe a great fucking tight end, but he's an absolutely awful murderer. So um, he's connected to this murder of Owen Lloyd. There is tons of evidence that links him to it. Um, lots of security footage. He left a bullet case in the car that matched his gun. The, his shoe, they found shoe prints that matches Air Jordan shoes, which are very um, specific shoes. His tires matched a rental car from Enterprise Rent-A-Car that had his gum in it. I mean, this guy was a terrible fucking murderer. Um, so they quickly linked it to him, and then he was arrested for murder. And as soon as they arrest him for murder, they, uh, they pin him with two other murders of uh, um, some a couple of immigrants that were shot to death in Massachusetts and Boston and like right after an altercation in a club. So allegedly at, at this club, um, these two friends who are from Caribbean Island, I'm sorry, I think it's Curacao, uh, but I could totally be pulling that out of my ass. Um, they accidentally bumped into Aaron Hernandez and spilled their drink on him and he fucking lost his mind. And so he had to be separated from them. Um, he was pulled outside to cool off and eventually decided to leave. But as they're going, this is like some straight up fucking Tupac and Biggie shit. Um, they rolled up on these two kids and Aaron Hernandez fucking blew them away uh, in the middle of this like busy fucking um, clubbing district. Just fucking blows these two guys away, takes off. Um, his friend, the friends that he's with are drug dealers and, uh, scoundrels of some form or fashion. And so they don't turn him in. They don't rat on him. So he ends up shooting these guys and, uh, they end up dying and nobody connects the murder to him until he's arrested for the murder of Owen Lloyd. So that itself is fascinating. And it's a, a three part series and it 
looks at his early life, it looks at his career, and then it looks at when he gets arrested and the trial and all that, and like the verdict and everything. So uh, it's really interesting because they do a really good job of talking about where this guy came from. Uh, you, he has all, like, all these tattoos. He runs around with gangbangers, but he's from the same fucking suburbs as I, I came from uh, here in Aurora, Colorado. You know, he came from some suburb in Connecticut, and you know he had a good upbringing. His dad died pretty early, which is absolutely traumatic. Um, but he, his mom was a teacher, and uh, they had a little bit of money. They weren't like like wealthy by any means, but they're middle class. Um, he got he was very very talented. So he got a free ride to Yukon. He got a free ride to Florida to play with Tim Tebow. So, I mean, this guy had all the advantages. So it dove into what would make this guy who's living such um, a unique lifestyle, such a high-class lifestyle, turn into a serial killer. And one of the things that they discuss is uh, he did have, like, pretty intense... CTE, which is the brain injury that has been linked to professional football. Um, and he had the brain of an older man. Uh, his brain was definitely very, was ravaged by CTE. Um, and the parts that were really affected were the, the cognitive motor skills. It was the reasoning, the uh, your behavioral moderation. So, that that definitely could have played something into it. Um, but another thing that came out was he was possibly a homosexual. Um, at the very least, he was bisexual. And he had to keep it inside because when you're in professional football, you have to hide that kind of shit. And I'm very pro-LGBT. Um, and so I don't use that as any kind of judgment on him whatsoever, but it's an interesting aspect of his life that he possibly could have been gay, at the very least bisexual. Um, and just him having to keep that inside, uh, made him very angry and also gave a motive to him killing his friend. The theory is that his friend found out that Aaron Hernandez was gay. And so Aaron had to take him out. Um, so Aaron Hernandez is arrested, and he is ultimately convicted for the murder of Owen Lloyd. Uh, he is found not guilty by uh, by the Massachusetts court for the, the murder of those two kids, but you're pretty sure that he did, um, allegedly. Um, but he's in jail. He is like about to appeal his conviction. And then he kills himself in his jail cell by hanging himself. So, um, a very tragic end to the story. Um, a very tragic lifestyle. Um, I think it did a really great job of um, talking about the victim, Owen Lloyd. Because usually when there's a high-profile murder, it's all about the murder. It's very rarely about the victim. So, I think the documentary itself did a good job of... I'm um, talking about Owen Lloyd. Um, also talking about um, what are the causes? What could possibly have caused Aaron Hernandez to go crazy and possibly kill three people? So 
Of, of the two documentaries I watched, I definitely think the Aaron Hernandez one was the better of the two. Um, you don't feel as disgusting after watching it as you do with Don't Fuck With Cats. But like I said, neither of them are going to leave you feeling very good at all. Um, Aaron Hernandez has a little girl that's out there, um, and she's going to not have a father, and her father will always be known as you know, a murderer. So, you know, nobody was a winner in this one. But it was a definitely a gripping, uh, very well-made documentary there on Netflix. So those are my two true crime documentaries that I suggest. I'm about to go watch the documentary about Henry Lee Lucas, who is a very well-known serial killer. And he's also known as the confession killer. And he confessed to thousands of kills of murders, um, but he didn't commit all of them. But he is definitely still a, a pretty nasty serial killer. But... Um, so I'm about to go watch that. I'll, I may review it. I may not. Um, so I told you at the beginning that I was going to wrap it up by talking about Dracula. Uh, I liked, I, I'm a huge vampire fan. So anytime that uh, there's something with vampires, I'm all about it. Especially Dracula. I, I love the book. I, I love the Francis Ford Coppola movie. Um, so I'm when it comes to Dracula, I'm all in. Uh, the Dracula is a BBC show, so it's very British, um, has very European actors in it, uh, which is pretty good, I guess, because Bram Stoker is from Britain and, uh, Dracula is from Transylvania. So I guess Britain, uh, Europe, it makes sense. So, um, it's a very different take on the Bram Stoker Dracula legend. Um, for like the first, like, maybe half hour of the first episode it is pretty true to the book um but then it starts veering wildly off of the book but i kind of like that um the first two episodes were definitely very different from the bram stoker book um i really enjoyed it the acting was spectacular um I, the guy who plays dracula his name is Clyde barg as some like danish guy i'm sure um, he did a really good job as Dracula. I, he was one of the better Draculas I've seen out there. Um, the first two episodes were really good. They were rooted in the past. I liked the period feel of it. Um, the acting was really good. I will tell you that the person who did the best in this show and who was my favorite character was uh, this lady by the name of Dolly Wells who played Agnes Van Helsing. Um, so they took a very different approach to Van Helsing, and she's the by far the best Van Helsing character that I've seen in any uh, application of this of the Dracula story, um, and she was the best part of the show by far. So, uh, first two episodes of the show are very good. The last episode is super goofy. Um, it it takes place in current day London, or I think it's London. Uh, Obviously, you know, I didn't uh, do a lot of research about this show, but uh, it, it takes a, a kind of a goofy turn and uh, it ends pretty goofy. So if you're going to watch this show, I would say watch the first two episodes and the last one you don't really need. So um, I do, but I think Dracula was good. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So there you go. That's my little two cents on Dracula. Um, I do want to wrap up by saying that if you guys are not watching The Outsider on HBO, 
then you guys are really missing out on some quality fucking entertainment. Uh, the Outsider is based off of one of my favorite Stephen King books of the same name. It's produced by Jason Bateman, who also directs the first two episodes. It stars Ben Mendelsohn from Captain Marvel and Rogue One. Um, it is just an absolutely incredible show. Um, they have three episodes so far. It's staying fairly true to the book, which I love. Um, the fucking music is great in it. The acting is spectacular. So if you're not watching Outsider, you're really fucking missing out. So uh, once Outsider goes on hiatus in here in the next couple weeks, uh, I will go ahead and review the first half of the season. But absolutely great show. So that's pretty much all I have. Uh, next week, we're going to have our high Harry Potter trivia contest with special guest Courtney Gunn. And we're going to talk everything about Harry Potter and our love of Harry Potter. And uh, be looking out for Chris or James's review of Picard. And Chris Pace and I will be dropping some dive bar knowledge on you. So we have a bunch of cool shit coming out. So definitely check us out. That's all I have. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the Mahai Podcast Reviews. For comments or sponsorship inquiries, please contact us at themilehighpodcast at gmail.com. That is themilehighpodcast at gmail.com.